The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I don't know about you, but with this gospel story, I'm like, yeah, I'm both sons at the same time. Um, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll go do that, and then I don't do it. And sometimes I, like, I'm not going to do it, and then I go do it. Um, but these, these readings, my brothers and sisters, speak to us about the importance in the Christian life of obedience. Because obedience, Jesus says, if you obey my commandments, that's how you know that you're my disciple. In other words, if we don't obey his commandments then we're not truly his disciples. But to act in obedience is not a restriction. Obedience leads to freedom. It leads to the freedom of the children of God. Why? Because it's not just to obey Jesus and do what he says. It's also when we act in true obedience to the Lord, we begin to do what he does. The amazing things that he does. The incredible things that he does. Why? Because as we sang in that opening hymn, Christ in me, Christ in me, arise and dispel the darkness. Christ in me, may the power and the glory and the love of God be poured out and shown through me. May the blessing and healing of the Father come as a vessel through me to bless somebody else. That's why obedience matters. And in this beautiful second reading from Philippians, right, consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, the Messiah, has set before us. And we heard in this translation, have the same mind as Jesus. It's not just to WWJD, what would Jesus do? It's WWJT, what would Jesus think? It's that we are meant to take on the mindset of Jesus. So as to become his disciples in here. Are you his disciple in here? By the way that you think. 
Another translation of this same verse, have this mind among you, is let his mindset become your motivation. I love that. Let his mindset, let the mindset of Jesus become our motivation. Because that is the path to happiness. And that is the path to joy. And that is the path to true freedom and transformation in us and transformation of the world through us. Amen? And so Jesus, it says in the second reading, he did not consider equality with God something to be exploited for personal gains, something to be grasped at. Think about that image of grasping. It takes us all the way back to the beginning with Adam and Eve. What did they do? They grasped after the fruit. They wanted to become like God. But here's the thing. We know the beginning of the story. At the beginning, God gave Adam and Eve authority. He said, have dominion, which doesn't mean have domination over the world. It means have service over this world. Authority, my brothers and sisters, means to the right to act on behalf of someone else. And so if God creates Adam and Eve and all humanity in his image and likeness, what does it mean? It means that we are meant to act with his authority in this world in our different spheres of influence, in our different spheres of responsibility. And in doing so, we glorify the Father. When we use what He's given us, when we use the gifts and the talents that He's given us, it pleases Him. It glorifies Him. It brings joy to His heart. Because in the beginning, when God created Adam and Eve in His likeness, in His image, What was their task? It was to spread the kingdom of Eden, right? He plants them in a garden. He plants them in paradise so that they can go forth and make the entire world paradise. To expand the kingdom of God, the realm of God's domain of love and peace and joy and freedom and justice and righteousness and holiness. But we know what happens is along comes the serpent. Right, and with that second reading, let his mindset become your motivation. The mindset of the enemy, the mindset of the devil, is the very mindset that Adam and Eve take on. Why? Because in the scriptures, the enemy, he says, I will exalt my throne above the heavens. I will make myself like the Most High. Think about that. I will make myself I will make myself like God. I will invent myself to be divine. And so what happens, Adam and Eve come along, and the lie, this is so, this this brings so much clarity to our lives, because the more that we understand this, the more that we can over, we can start winning the spiritual battle, because we are born in the midst of a battlefield. That's why life is hard. We're born into a battlefield. And we have to stand strong in faith. Because here comes the enemy. And what's the very thing he says to Eve? He says, if you do this, you will be like God. What's the problem? Is they're already like God. They're already made in God's image and likeness. They've already been given the authority of the Father 
the right to act on behalf of God and bring his kingdom to this world. And so this is why it's so, when we understand this, we realize how, how crazy this is. That the very lie that he made them believe was a lie. They were already like their heavenly father. But he does the same thing with us in different ways. That you're not loved as you are in this moment. Or you need something in order to be loved. You need something in order to feel accomplished. It's all the same lie. And so when Adam and Eve eat the fruits, they abdicate their authority. How do we know this? Because Jesus, when he's in the desert, tempted by the enemy, what does the enemy say? Is it, if you are the Son of God, it says, all the kingdoms of the earth in this world have been given to me, but they weren't given to him. They were given to us, and then we handed the keys over to him. So here comes the serpent. He says, all these kingdoms of the world and their authority and their power have been given to me. Why? Because we gave it away. And that's how the story of salvation unfolded. Is that because we abdicated our responsibility of what it means to be royal sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, this world got so much worse. Disease and death and sickness and pain enter the world. And so what does Jesus do? When he comes on the scene, he acts in the authority of the Father. He says, the Son can do nothing except what he sees his Father doing. And so Jesus, in complete obedience and submission to his Heavenly Father, what does it lead to? It leads to the everyone around him being blessed. Because when he heals, he's revealing the heart of the Father who wants to heal When he casts out evil spirits, he's revealing the heart of the Father who wants to step in and set us free and rescue us from darkness. Jesus is good. And he shows us that path of obedience. Because going back to the, the desert, right, the enemy, he offers him all the kingdoms of the world and says, all these things will be yours if you do what I want you to do. He worshipped him. He was offering him a shortcut to the cross because it would have been a lot easier. But Jesus didn't take the bait. The enemy said, I'll give you what you came for if you give me what I want. What did he want? He wanted worship. He wanted to become, he wanted to make himself like the most high. And so Jesus rejects the temptation because it says in the second reading today, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped at. Adam grasped. Eve grasped. We grasp all the time. Every time we think that we understand better than God, we're grasping after the fruit. As St. Paul says in the letters of the Romans, you are servants of the one whom you obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master and it will own you and reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey the Lord, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. 
But it matters whether or not we obey the Lord. And Jesus gives us that example because it was his obedience that led to the salvation and healing of the world. But if we want to let his mindset become our motivation, we have to look at how he does it. He doesn't do it by seeking to glorify himself. He does it all for his Father. Everything for the glory of the Father. If that's the case, it means that can become our mindset as well. All the good that we do glorifies our Heavenly Father. Jesus shows us the way, right? When we're tempted to fill ourselves up, what does Jesus do? He empties himself. Because one of the lies that our culture says so often is find yourself and you'll be happy. And that's a lie. Lose yourself in love. Give your life away in service to others and you will experience the joy and the power and the kingdom of heaven now. Because that's what we're made for. We have royal blood flowing through our veins. Because the moment that you were baptized, we were set free. We were brought into the kingdom of the Father's only Son. The Son who emptied himself. The Son who humbled himself, who made himself vulnerable. And became obedient, even to death. That even in the last moment, Jesus' last word from the cross, he says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Another way to say that is, Dad, I trust you with everything. Father, you are good. And rather than hold on to this life that you've given me, I surrender it into your hands. Let his mindset become our motivation. Because of that obedience, Second reading from Philippians says, The Father exalted him, and the authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. But here's the amazing thing Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, The Father raised us up with Christ. The Father raised you and I up with Christ when Christ ascended. Why? Because he shares the same humanity with us. So that means that he, that we are already living in the kingdom of our Father, even as we walk on this earth. And the more that we submit ourselves in obedience and begin to think like Jesus, the more that we bring heaven to earth now. Amen? The more we bring heaven to earth now by our obedience to our Heavenly Father. The Father raised up with Christ and seated us with Him. Seated us with Christ in the heavenly realms. Why? Because the dominion over the visible world that was given to Adam and Eve after Jesus is raised from the dead, vindicated by the Father before he ascends into heaven, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. You go therefore 
What's the implication? It's that he's giving us his authority to act on his behalf in this world. And the more that we do that, the more that the power of God and the healing of God and the blessing of God and the light of God comes through us. Because in this dark world, what the church, what the the world needs is the body of Christ, us, to stand in our royal identity. To stop making ourselves victims of our circumstances. And the more that we act in obedience and submission to our Heavenly Father, the more that we let His motivation, the motivation and the mindset of Jesus become our motivation. The more we stand in our authority, What does it do? It releases the power of God to so many who need it. Because this world has become so broken, full of so much darkness, because so many have turned their back on God. But the kingdom of God, revealed through us, is the transformation that the world is looking for. A love which will not give up. A love which will not give out. A love which empties itself, humbles itself, and gives everything just to be with you and I. Let his motivation, let his mindset become our motivation. And recognize that we as the body of Christ have the authority, the right to act on his behalf to bring light where there's darkness. To bring peace where there's disorder. To bring healing where there's pain. To bring compassion where suffering abounds. To bring love where there is no love. To bring hope where there is despair. To bring joy where there is sorrow. And to bend low to wash the feet of others, just as Jesus taught us, to humble ourselves, to empty ourselves, to stop trying to fill up ourselves and make ourselves happy, and to live in obedience to his will, which is our ultimate happiness. As Jesus, the night before he dies, he serves with humility, He picks up the terrible towel, which is not black and gold, but it's the towel of service, which is terrible to the enemy. Why? Because humility is terrible to the enemy. But the more that we act into the authority of Jesus in humility, the more that the Father is glorified, the more that the love of Jesus is shown forth in our actions. My brothers and sisters, this morning, will you let his mindset become the motivation for your life? That Jesus, though he was in the form of God, emptied himself, humbled himself, and became obedient. And at his name, at the sound of his name, every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth, will bow in reverence at the end of time. But we have the opportunity to bow in reverence now.
as we reverence him in his Eucharist.